The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another one. He got another one. Time out, Michigan State. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Right wing, Kipper cuts to the lane. Down low, Kofi! What a slam dunk! And there's the high-low and the feet of the big seven-footer. Williams to Georgie at the free-throw line, drive. Down the lane, and slams it in! Three, gonna have to shoot it with two, a long, long three! Oh, he got it! He got it! Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. And as we turn the calendar into December, the competition picks up as well for Illinois in the Big Ten ACC Challenge tonight from the State Farm Center. It's the Miami Hurricanes in town. Good afternoon, everybody. Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate, Illinois 6-1. They have won four straight. And tonight, the fifth of five in a row here at home. Miami comes in at four and three. They have lost their last two ball games. And that was against Florida and then UConn. That was about eight days ago, an 80 to 55 loss to the UConn Huskies. The Illini coming off the blowout win over Division II. Lindenwood, 117 to 65. Back-to-back games where the Illini scored at least 117 points. They scored 120 against Hampton the day before. The Illini are scoring at a blistering pace, but they see a power opponent for the first time tonight since they lost at Arizona back on November 10th. So, Lauren Tate, you look at Miami on a two-game losing streak, and they haven't played in eight days. Maybe they'll be a little rusty. They're on the road. The Illini have been cooking, but the competition has been nowhere close to what they'll see tonight. Well, it's a lot different from Florida and UConn, which they lost to uh, decisively, uh, as opposed to uh, Hawaii, Citadel, Hampton, and, and Lindenwood. And uh, December, as you said, uh, it just uh, everything changes. As of today, it's uh, Miami tonight. Then you got Maryland coming in on Saturday uh, at Maryland, by the way. And then Michigan coming here on the following Wednesday. You've got Missouri on the 21st. So this, these M teams, you, you got to do well against the M teams if you're going. If you want this team to get ranked, if you want them to be up in the top of the Big Ten, uh, it's going to be tough because they're playing two of the best teams in the Big Ten later after this game, immediately after this game. Yeah, Miami, Maryland, Michigan, then Old Dominion later on in the month, and then the bragging rights game against Missouri, and that's always... It's always a toughie. Yeah, ratcheted up no matter the state of either program. They'll finish out the calendar year with North Carolina AT&T, and then you turn the calendar into the new year, and you got to go to Michigan State, and the M... The yeah. M gauntlet continues. Yeah, it really does, and Purdue right after that, and then at Wisconsin where Illinois never wins. I mean, it's just uh, it's a tough assignment, and, and we'll find out what this team's made of. The thing that encourages me is the 
the, the flow of the recent games, and it, it isn't just 120, 117. It's the way they move the ball in the half court as well as in the break. Interesting how well Illinois is shooting, but yet it's not coming very much from beyond the arc. Well, that's because they've got a big guy. <laughs> and they've got the ball down to, to Kofi, and, and, you know, he's, he's just a, a different guy. And let's see what Kofi's averaging. He's had five double-doubles. He's averaging 15 three-points a game and 12 rebounds. So he's given them help on the boards, which is really important. And I think defensively he's been a, a, a help, too. The Miami Hurricanes, again, 4-3. and three. Wins came over uh, UCF, Quinnipiac, and Missouri State. One of their key guys is guard Chris Likes. He's all of five foot seven, but sometimes those guys can be the toughest to defend. Well, if he's five seven, he's quick, and I don't have to see him. I know he's quick. Yeah. He has to be quick. And of course, they, they, they like to shoot the three, and then the guards are it's a three guard lineup. Uh, Vasilovic, I knew I wouldn't get it right the first time. We've always got a, a foreign guy that uh, whose name is hard to pronounce every game. But uh, Maguski's also a player that. Uh, that uh, Underwood is familiar with. Actually, a recruiter uh, sought him in high school, saw him play in high school, and, and uh, of course, he's, he's one of the key guys now for, uh, for this Miami team. Plus, they get Keith Stone back. At least Brad uh, Underwood expects him to be back. Hasn't played this year. Transferred from Florida. Shoots the ball pretty well. Big Ten ACC Challenge. Illini 8-12 overall in this Event. They are 5-3 and three here at the State Farm Center. Last time they saw Miami was a few years ago. They lost that one down in South Florida, 70-61. Of course, also saw Miami in the 2013 NCAA Tournament. We're off and running. The television voice of the Chicago White Sox is Jason Benetti. He'll join us here courtside in a moment. He's got the TV call tonight for ESPN. We chat with him, and we bring you our keys to the game. Coming up, it's Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Courtside for the Rudy Wealth Management pregame shows. For all of your retirement planning and investment needs, Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Award. Scott Beatty, Lauren Tate with you, along with Jason Benetti. You may know him most as the television voice of the Chicago White Sox, but also working television for ESPN and college basketball, among other things, and is here with us for a quick chat. I noticed, Jason, first of all, you did not bring Bill Walton with you. You chose a less controversial figure in Dan Dockage to be your partner tonight. Uh, they <laughs> put me through the ringer, huh? <laughs> uh, no, I... <laughs> Yeah, Bill. Uh, Bill was in Maui with the lovely Dave Pash this year, but um, you know, I guess Bill and I are done after one baseball game. It's all America <laughs> could handle, and we were bursting at the seams with craziness. So uh, I guess, I guess that that's the end of the road. No, I I love Bill dearly. He's a he's a very good man. If you, if anybody out there's got a chance to meet him ever, please go do it. He's a lovely soul. He's a wonderful person, and uh, I'd say the same about Dan Dockage, but he's yet to pay me today. <laughs> Well, you were in uh, Kansas City yesterday calling football. Uh, you stay busy in the offseason. We had Kevin Kugler here a, a few games ago as well. And here's my question. Have you ever been sweating it out going, I'm not going to make my game because of snow or travel delays or whatever? Have you ever just been in a panic mode about that? You know, uh, it was like four or five years ago. I was doing the high school football package for ESPN, and we had a game in rural Mississippi. 
and they had asked me to go do Stanford USC on Saturday on radio. So the Friday night I do the high school football. My spotter and I fly, uh, drive like four and a half hours to the Atlanta airport. I'm basically half asleep by the time I get to the hotel at the airport, sleep an hour and a half, wake up, and get in the car, return the rental car. And evidently when I pulled out my wallet when I was returning the rental car, I knocked my driver's license out of my wallet and it was in the rental car. So I get to security in the Atlanta airport and I don't have my ID on me. And so I basically had to beg my way through security with like a Panera card, <laughs> my Disney ID. It was like when you when you've just first played poker with somebody and they lay the cards out, they're like, is this a hand? <laughs> That's what I did at security. And, and if I don't make that flight, the rest were booked. So I, I, I thought I was going to miss the game and I had never worked for ESPN Radio before. It was So it was the first game I'd ever done with them. And I was like, I told my spotter who travels with me, I was like, just go sit on the jet bridge and cry or like feign injury or something, I'm going to get there. And I made it with like five minutes to spare. But it was it was, uh, it was was harrowing. Your first game at the uh, State Farm Center. Yeah. What do you expect from the Illini now? What do you expect? Uh, I expect a lot of offensive rebounding from watching some of the t- – I mean, they – the second chance points that they're getting is awesome. I'm just happy for Illini fans that everybody came back. You know, there was all the talk of Io and what he might be at the next level and, and even Georgie at points last year. I really liked this team last year. I thought they'd end up being a really strong team this year if they came back together and Brad's added some pieces. I, I think getting out and running as per normal, trying to force turnovers with Miami, but I... I I feel strongly that these guards are going to have a pretty good night tonight. Pretty good guards on the Miami side, too, though. Yeah, you know, uh, DJ Vasilovic, Vasilovic is as good. He got it right on the first try. Well, I, I had been practicing all night. I just didn't sleep. I was just saying the name over and over again instead of counting sheep. Uh, He's a very good shooter in a couple of ways. I mean, he can his, his shot fake, and, and Brad Underwood was talking about that in shoot-around today, his shot fake is a problem uh, from Miami. So I, I, I like their guards, too. I think Illinois probably has the front court advantage tonight. Uh, if you play it 100 times, they probably get the advantage 75-25 in the, in the front court. So, you know, the hope for Illini fans would be you get a bunch of points down there with Georgie and with Kofi. Well, Miami hasn't played in like eight days, but they've played tougher competition yep. across the board than the Illini have, and I don't know what that, how that matters is, I guess, my question. I think we learned that. It seems like we learned that more once we hit conference play. Like, I, I hate trying to forecast non-conference college basketball games because you both know. I mean... You, you think you know, and then somebody... Who's, who's number one? Who's number two? Who's I, I mean, let me hang on. Let me pull out my list. I, I think Maryland... I was watching Maryland a little bit over the weekend. Maryland's one of the best teams, and they, they might yeah. be the number one team in the country right now. And we, we've actually got the game Saturday in, in College Park, too, so I'm okay. looking forward to that. But I, it scares me that Miami, for, for the Illini's sake, that Miami got beat so bad at, uh, against Connecticut in Charleston. Because any time you have that slingshot, effect and a team really needs to focus up a little bit more we know how much momentum is is important in college basketball well jason uh benetti appreciate you stopping by here uh i have a lot of respect for your work and uh welcome to champagne i'm surprised that with all your travels you haven't been here before as a as a broadcaster what's weird the last time i was here actually the bears were playing because soldier field was being renovated yeah (laughs) it was like my sophomore year of college i want to say and the bears played the saints 
over at the stadium, and I went, I, I like stayed at one of my friend's frat houses overnight, which I will never do again ever <laughs> in the history of the world, even if I go back to college, and then went to the game, and that was the last time I was here in Champaign, which is ridiculous. Like, I've been to Iowa 17 times over the last three years, I feel like, and I haven't been to Champaign, so I'm glad to be here. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hope it's a great experience for you. Appreciate it, it very be. much. Thank you. All right. Our keys to the game in a moment. That's Jason Benetti joining us from ESPN. Back after this on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Illinois and Miami in the Big Ten ACC Challenge tonight at the State Farm Center. Let's get to our keys of the game, but first, here's how Brad Underwood is sizing up the Hurricanes. This is a team that has a very, very good backcourt. Uh, likes is uh, small in stature, but uh, pretty big in heart. And as a player, as, as, has achieved a great deal. Uh, Cam Augusti is a young guy that uh, awfully familiar with. He's from Katy, Texas, and, and saw him play a lot in high school. Uh, my starting point guard at SFA was a teammate of his, and so I've known Cam for a while. Then he went to Oklahoma and played against him his freshman year. So I'm very familiar with, with Cam's game and terrific talent. We're expecting them to have back and, and ready to go is, is the Keith Stone kid who was coming off an ACL, a grad transfer from Florida, who's had an outstanding career at Florida. The terrific three-point shooter, saw him play a lot in high school and, and throughout his career. So. Uh, Miller inside is a is a is a great force at, at seven foot. He's got great length, and uh, you know this is a team that's uh, very very um, explosive team. All right, our keys to the game are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert steers you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. If Illinois controls the basketball when they have it in their possession and gets a shot. Things are going to work out well. They're, they're number three in the nation in, in scoring average with 88 points a game, and the offensive rebound percentage is an incredible 46.6%. That leads the nation. So if they make good passes, they're going to make shots. They're going to get some offensive rebounds. Just control the basketball. Ball security, that, that, that's the key. I would go with Kofi Coburn tonight. He's going to be challenged for the first time since Arizona, but they don't have the front court that Arizona had. Mm -hmm. But still, this is a step up. He's he's going to see somebody else. It's his height. If that offense, like you said, at the out can flow, if they can feed it to him well, and if he slows the game down, like he's been doing lately, I think the Illini can have success in the post. All right, those are our keys to the game. Illinois in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Lost it last year against Notre Dame, looking to rebound and win here. That Notre Dame game, last Frazier had a three-point shot at the end. Remember that? Almost beat it, rimmed in yep. and out. Our coach's corner is next. Back on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show, I'm Scott Beatty as we carry on toward tip-off for Illinois basketball tonight here at the State Farm Center, hosting Miami for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. The Coach's Corner is brought to us by Clark Lindsay and Hickory Point Bank. Voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart, has a conversation now with assistant coach Orlando Antigua, who has the scout on the Miami Hurricanes. Miami, a pretty good team. I know a team you're familiar with, having coached in Florida a little bit. 
Tell me about uh, their ball club this year. Well, uh, we've got a uh, experienced group, veteran group, a really, really talented uh, group of guards that provides around 70% of their scoring. Uh, it's going to be a really, really good challenge. And Coach Laranega is a guy that's you know, obviously been around um, and has taken various teams. He's taken teams to a Final Four and has done a lot of winning, uh, even there in Miami. And so it's a great. It's going to be a great challenge for us tonight. And what's been the key to his success all these years? It's been pretty consistent. Well, as always, everywhere it's uh, being able to recruit the right kind of kids, the talent, uh, talented kids that can play for his system, and uh, he gets them. He gets them to play uh, the way he wants, uh, which is a lot of ball screening action, a lot of rolling, and, and, and playing off of one another, which is what we'll anticipate we'll see tonight. Yeah, and not an easy league to play in either. No, no, the ACC <laughs> is obviously a really, really tough league, and and. Uh, just as tough as the Big Ten is every night. You know, you got your, you're playing against pros and, and really, really high quality coaching. And so, uh, you know, it, it makes uh, it makes for a, for a tough league just like the Big Ten. Yeah. And yet when you look at it, uh, before he got there, Miami really struggled early on against Duke in North Carolina. Since he's been there, they've beaten him. He think he's beaten him more than anybody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, he's, he's – uh, He's a really, really, really good coach, a uh, guy that, I'm, that I know from back in uh, New York days and um, has had a lot of success in his career and has had a lot of assistants and his, his sons all, all are into coaching, so uh, well-respected re- uh, coach. How's practice been going? I know you had the Thanksgiving break right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, everything going okay? Everything going great. Practice has been going really well. We uh, took advantage of some of those days off to, to get a couple, couple sessions in and get some extra reps. Um, both on the defensive side and on the offensive side and you know trying to prepare for this early part of December that we knew was going to be really really tough and uh, uh, so I think we utilized that time to our benefit and you know it was good to have the the turkey day off and (laughs) guys got a chance to uh, eat and some guys went home and the guys that didn't go home we all got together and had a team, a good team meal, and uh, it was good. Seems to me the scheduling, the way you guys have kind of worked it out, you get a couple of early challenges, Arizona, Grand Canyon, kind of learn about yourself, come back, work on some things, yeah. and now you've had some time to get ready for a, a tough stretch coming up. Yeah, now it's uh, you know it's a tough, tough early part of December, and uh, it doesn't get any easier toward the end of December either. Um, <laughs> and before we get into Big Ten, uh, Big Ten Conference play in, in January, so uh, you kind of wanted to. When you got a little bit more control of the schedule like we had this year, you kind of want to do those things. Uh, even though you have a, a, a ball club and a team that has a lot of game experience, you're still relatively young and, and learning and, and maturing. And uh, you need those kind of games in between there to try to fine-tune some things before you start playing against yep. uh, high-level competition. We certainly did. It was good to see the ball go through the basket for DeMonte. I know you guys don't tell him not to shoot, yeah. but he looked like he was looking for his shot the other night. He was. He t- and he, you know what's, what was important about that whole thing is that uh, he took the right shots, the opportunities that were there for him and shots that he's been practicing that we've seen him make in practice. And so... Um, comfortable with those shots that he took, and he made them during the game. Yeah. And that helps us overall when teams are scouting us. They've got to account for him a little more. Yeah, I think I think uh, now they've got to account for all of our weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, our starting guards are really good, but the guys coming off the bench and DeMonte and Allen and, and Ben and Kip, you know, they, they, they're all producing and helping us, and, and that makes it a lot much harder for someone to try to scheme and take away pieces from us. We'll take a break. Back with Orlando and Teagle. We'll talk some more in detail about the Hurricanes. After this on the Coach's Corner. Back here with Orlando Antigua, the State Farm Center, Illinois and Miami coming up at 6 o'clock. Here with the tip-off. Let's talk about, let's start with their 5'7 guard. 5'7, huh? 
5'7", but don't let his stature, uh, his size um, influence what you think of it. He's got big-time game. Um, you know, he's a guy that, that can get going on any and has proven in his history that he can score on anybody. Very, very skilled, very uh, deceptive with his change of speed, change of pace game. Can shoot the three, you know, uh, shooting 30, 33%, 35% from three. So very, very talented, very, very skilled kid that, that we're going to have to have a test for tonight. And you mentioned his three-point shooting, 44% for Vasilovic. Yeah. Uh, number one. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vasilovic is a senior experienced guard, tough, physical, crafty, knows how to play, knows how to use the um, shot fakes to move the defense. And, and he's shooting the ball extremely well right now. Uh, we have to do a really good job of making sure that we're there on the catch with him and make him bounce it and play against our, our, our set D. Tell me about their seven footer. Rodney Miller, who's uh, uh, actually a Dominican kid. Um, known for a long time, has done a great job changing his body. He had red shirt last year, and uh, he's gotten in great shape. Really skilled, can pass the ball, can turn over both shoulders. Um, really, really long arms. You know, he's second on the team in offensive rebounding uh, to Warnenberg. So we got to do a great job of keeping him off the glass and not giving him any angles or easy, easy gifts or easy points at the basket. You mentioned Warrenberg. Again, this has become an international game. He's from New Zealand. New Zealand and. Uh, very mobile, very active, um, foreman for them. Does a great job of getting to the glass, very molded up, right hard, right hand driver. Uh, we're gonna have to do a good job. He challenges a lot of shots at the rim. When they go with a smaller lineup, he'll play some five and, and, and make some really, really mobile really quick. So yeah, he's another guy that possesses a lot of, you know, can give us a lot of trouble. And, and obviously the guy that plays at the wing for them, McGusty, yeah. um, you know, is an overall player, a guy that can get to the mid-range game, takes tough shots, makes tough shots, makes open threes, um, likes to break away plays at times. And at any given point, any of those guards, Vasilichik, uh, Likes, McGusty, and Harold Beverly can all be playing the point at any given time. So transition, we're going to have to do a great job of matching up, identifying who's going to have the ball and then realizing where the rest of the players are at and the shooters are at and kind of build a wall for them. Always talk about pace of play. What do, what do they like to play at, the pace? Well, they, they, they play at a slower pace. Their 295th is something in terms of pace, but it's deceptive because they pick and choose when to run off of uh, live ball turnovers, bad shots, block shots. They'll run and get in transition then. Um, other, otherwise than that, they're taking their time. They're coming down and setting up their ball screen offense. And, set. and we're going to see a ton of ball screens tonight. We're going to have to do a very good job of making sure that we contain the ball handlers because they, they reject the ball screens and turn it down and try to get in the lane and cause problems at the rim. Any key stat you're looking at as a staff that will indicate an Illinois win when the game's over? Uh, no, we got to limit their their um, their three points. Um, you know, they take about 20 a game. You know, they're a low assist, low turnover team at only nine, nine turnovers a game. Don't foul, right? Yeah, they don't foul. They don't get to the free throw line an awful lot either. So we got to make sure that we just make their, their shots tough and they're tough twos. If we can keep them from, you know, shooting, you know, plus 35, 38 from three-point line, it gives us an opportunity to win the game. Well, the popcorn starts popping again tonight. This, this is always fun, this challenge. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great challenge, and it's uh, this, this early in December, it's, uh, I think, prime for us right now. I think our guys are ready for this kind of a challenge, and, and uh, you know, it's, a, it's the first step here in this week that we've got to try to manage and attack and, and see what happens. Thanks, so. Appreciate it. Thanks, B. All right. That's Orlando Antigua with our Coach's Corner. 
Thanks, Brian. And the Coach's Corner is brought to us by Clark Lindsay and Hickory Point Bank. I'm Scott Beatty. I'm back with you after the ball game for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Evan Kahn joins me. We take your calls on the PNC Bank fan line and your texts on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line about this Illinois versus Miami game. Plenty more now from the State Farm Center as we head towards tip-off right here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS.